Take me home, Midland Road, to the place I belong, to the valley, to see the city. Take me home, Midland Road. Hello and welcome along to episode four of A Season with Bradford City. He was that good the first time. We've asked him back for a second appearance. And if you didn't know already, that's Jason McEwen. But before we get to Jason, earlier today I spoke to Bradford City number one, Harry Lewis, and this is what he had to say. Harry Lewis, Harry, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I want to go back to Southampton, a club you know very well, mm-hmm. a club I've done some work with as, as well. But in terms of your development and, and how you've ended up at Bradford City, what kind of role did that play in, in, in your progress, I guess? Um, yeah, Southampton was, was, was big for me. Obviously, they, they took me from my hometown club, the club that I loved, and, uh, and they, they gave me, you know, I was signed by the guy who I believed was the best goalkeeper coach that this country's ever produced. He took me to Southampton, he was England's goalkeeper coach at the time, and, you know, I was, I was put into a first-team environment relatively young. I had my, my, sort of, my second-year scholar there, and then, you know, as a, as a first-year pro, I was, I was in with the first team every day. Um, I made my debut just just after turning nineteen, um, and that was that was obviously, you know, a great exposure for me and, and great experience. It was it was it was really tough because I probably wasn't really ready for that exposure, but it was it was good. And it's as we all know, it's a great club for bringing players through, and they, they continue that reputation now. And um, yeah, it was a it was a really nice club to be a part of, and sort of sort of showed me lessons and how how the professionals do you know you see James Ward Prowse just just moved to West Ham and, and for me he was always a shining light of what a professional should look like and away from the pitch that's kind of how I try to live my life from the lessons I've been set by these guys and at the elite level. Fantastic and still quite early in the season well very early in the season three games league games of course one cup game do you get the impression though that you are moving as a team in the right direction? I think so. I think so. I think, you know, the first game of the season, there was a lot of negativity around um, from within the building, outside the building. And I think we, we hadn't quite figured it out yet in terms of personnel, getting used to the playing style and myself included. It completely changes the way that you play out from the back and players are now in different positions and stuff. And it takes a little while for me as the goalkeeper, but the lads as well to know sort of in each scenario where they go. And, and that is always going to take a little bit of time. It takes a bit of adjustment. It's a big change. And you know, fans might not understand that. You know, you've, we've got an extra player at the back now. We've got five at the back now instead of four. But it's not necessarily as simple as that because the whole dynamics and the way that the whole team plays in terms of the pressing now and and everything's just a little bit different. And it does take a little bit more time. And as you see, you know, as as you've seen, there will be mistakes and it's not going to be perfect. But you know, I think we're slowly getting to grips. And I think game on game we have got better as a side. And I think that's that's encouraging. I think from from the first weekend of the season to now, I think we've made big big steps forward. And I think that's something that we can all be positive about. And it would be nice if we were all all believing that we're heading in the right direction because because I certainly think we are. What's it like then as a goalkeeper, Harry, dealing or understanding that new formation? Is it like starting from scratch when you're coming up pre-season? No, it is. You you, you do start from scratch. You start from scratch completely. And there's there's things with the ball and without the ball that. Uh, are so different now to, to what they were at the back end of last season. And, and for me, you know, we built last season on the back of being one of the most solid sides in the league. You know, we had 19 clean sheets, which I was very, very proud of. And we built our success last season, kind of a bit of a solid base, but we weren't always the most threatening going forward. You know, there was a lot of nil-nils last year. Um, and I think what where that's changed now is that we probably are going to be a little bit more open, a little bit more exposed at the back. You know, the outside centre arse kind of play half like wing wing backs really now sorry, like uh, like full backs now. So, you know, they jump in with the strikers and with the midfielders and, and that can be a big change and you're asking 
more from your centre halves and more from your full backs and you know it's difficult to that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen overnight for, for the lads in those positions, it doesn't happen overnight for lads like Andy who's now been asked to press a lot more. You know, Andy hasn't scored yet this season and but what he's brought to the team has been incredible. And I think that's something that maybe the average football fan doesn't really see. But he's the been the other night, for Yeah, exactly. He's been fantastic and it's his pressing and you know, there's so many little decisions that are completely different now. And then me from my position there, you know, we still want to play it from back, we always want to play it from the back, but the players are now in different positions and my position has to change. And again, we're still kind of figuring out how that's looking like, you know, because we do want to play it from the back because the gaffer believes that that's what gives us most control in the game. Um, but And it's sort of, you know, new personnel in there. Kieran Kelly's coming into that side and, you know, left-sided wing-back, you know, we've had Gillia there in a role that's a little bit unfamiliar to him. And, you know, we're still sort of, the final touches are still sort of being put together. But, but as I say, they're like, I'm encouraged by... The, the last few weeks, how how far we've come since the Crawley game already for me, I think we've been better game on game. No, I, I I tend to agree, and we'll come on to your own preparation shortly. But with the games coming thick and fast, Saturday, Tuesday evening, Saturday again, how much time does this give you to conduct a proper analysis of the opposition? Yeah, um, you know we'll always look at the the team that we're playing against, sort of from a very tactical standpoint, you know, what their formation looks like, how they might look trying to play out from the back, whether they go long, what the personnel looks like in, in, in sort of their 11, who might play, who might not play, that sort of side of things. We'll always do that um, the day before the game. You know, there's, there's loads of footage and, and stuff like that that, w- that we're, we sort of get hold of. But um, yeah, from our, from our side of things, it's, it's nice because you have a quick turnaround and you can put things right quickly, you know, individually and collectively, you know, you have opportunities to, to go again and prove your worth and, and, and show what you can do and, and, and that's that's always a good thing I, I love the stage of the season where it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday and there's not great opportunities on the training field but you know you, you, you take that the small wins where you can and you know you need lads to be fresh especially as I said the way that we're playing now I believe that lads are covering a lot more distance you know the games are going on a little bit longer now as well so we need boys to be fresh and yeah where you, what you miss on the training field we, we kind of have to recover with analysis and, and looking at how it's gone Yes, and then with regards to yourself, I have a couple of uh, young boys who are very keen to see you in the warm-up each week. But is there anything from a preparation point of view that the listeners might find interesting that perhaps they don't know about? Yeah, I'm very regimented, to be honest. I'm right. very, very regimented. So I, I, have a, I have a mentor outside the football club who I met up with and debriefed the last game. Um, you know, We looked at that. Obviously, is that know, something the club have courage as well, do they? Uh, as far as I'm aware, yeah. yeah. For me, it was something that, you know, I, I felt like I had a very good season last year um, and I want to take it to another level. I want to I want to progress wherever I can. And so, yeah, I, I, again, I try and find little wins here, there and everywhere. So, you know, I, I do that. You know, I, 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 um, I'll, I'll do yoga every day, 30 minutes of yoga every day, stay fresh, you know, look after myself. And it, for, for me, you can't guarantee that you're going to perform well. You can't guarantee that you're going to play well every week. You know, as we've seen, like, I've made mistakes, lads have made mistakes, no one's perfect, but you put yourself in a position where you've done everything you can to, to be as ready to perform as possible. And that's what it's about, you know, like warm-ups, your kids might, I don't really sign anything in the warm-ups, I don't really like going over it in the crowd, like I'm working. For me, like of course. the moment I step out on the pitch to the moment I'm back in and the gaffer's spoken, I'm working. So like, you know, I've always got, I heard a kid shout, they broke my heart, a kid shout on Tuesday night, he was shouting and shouting, when I signed this, we take the photo, and I, I 
kind of said, oh, hi, like, I, I can't do it right now. And he went, oh, you were so nice last year. <laughs> I was like, it's like I, I, buddy, like, I'm, I'm at work, pal. Like, I'm, I'm working. I'm sure they get it. I'm sure they get it. Well, some do, but it, it, broke, my, it broke my heart because, you know, I, I don't like to do that because for me, like, I am banging the zone. Like, I, He's a nice guy, I guarantee it. Yeah, <laughs> He's not, he, he, if he could, he would. But you, you, it's like that work thing. It's like, you know, coming into an office, you know, the people are working offices or doing anything. While you're working, you're working. Um, but no, um, Okay, you were linked with a move away in the summer, which you've spoken about. How do you cope with that sort of mentally then? Because speculation is one thing and then coming back and staying with Bradford City. It's gone. It's completely gone. Like, you know, it's done. And yeah, like people are entitled to their opinions and people can think whatever they want to think. But that's it's completely done. It's gone. You know, it was it was there. It's gone. I kind of wish that nobody knew about it. Obviously, I knew about it. Um, I knew about it for a long time, but it's gone. Like there's nothing that I can do. It hasn't impacted the way that I feel about this football club. It hasn't impacted the way that I feel about football as a general. I carry the mindset with me that I'm just a kid from Shrewsbury. This is all I ever wanted to do was to, was to play football. And, you know, luckily Bradford City were the first club that gave me that opportunity. And that's not something that I take lightly. And whatever people might think about where my head was when Barnsley came in, I'm a footballer. I'm, I'm, I'm here to do a job. I'm super professional every single day. You can ask anybody in the building. I... I am very, very comfortable in who I am. I'm super comfortable in who I am and what I do and, and the things that I sacrifice and the things that I commit to. And I committed to this football club and that situation came and went. And as far as I'm concerned, there is a massive, massive line drawn under and a big full stop at the end of that sentence. In terms of the setup at Bradford City, then how confident are you that you can, you said, you know, about your ambitions there and, and how professional you are, how confident are you that you can achieve what you want to do here with this club? Yeah, I believe. I, I believe. You know, I'm I'm 25 now. I'm, I'm 26 in December, and you know, I obviously have aspirations of playing as high as I can. And me playing my best stuff is good for the football club. Is good for me. Everyone wins. For me, you know, I've said it since the start of last season. My ideal scenario was us getting promoted and signing a lovely new contract here. That would be great. That would be fantastic. You know, football works the way that it works. But I I believe that this is a football club that should be getting out of this league you know we saw it last year we were very very close I believe we're better this year and I believe that we still haven't seen how good that this side can be um, so for, for, from my point of view I want to be here and I want to be part of a team that gets this club out of league too because I know that the fans are very long suffering you know I've only been here a short space of time but I understand that it's not necessarily been the easiest ride being a Bradford City fan and you know I'm, I'm incredibly proud to play for this football club and I, I hope that that comes across and yeah, I, I, I believe that we're making steps in the right direction, uh, both for me personally, but also the club as a whole. Morecambe at the weekend then, after picking up four points this week, what can we expect from them, do you think? Well, you know, I wasn't here with him, but I, from what I'm led to believe, their academy's played a sort of style of play, which is quite sort of defensive. You know, we imagine them sitting in quite a low block. They haven't had great possession stats um, from the start of the season, um, as low as 30% from what I've been told. So... We're anticipating coming up against a team that isn't necessarily going to come flying out of the traps, might not press me, might not press the back four. So it's up to us to, to move the ball quickly, to, to, to play, you know, and, and we kind of got to draw them out because they're not going to come flying out. They're not going to be like a stock ball that are going to, that are going to be running all over the park. They're going to sit in deep and they're going to try and make life difficult for us. And that's when you've got to be mentally ready because they might get one chance and you know, as a goalkeeper, that's that's a really important part of your role. They might have one shot all game, but you know, you've got to be ready for that for that for that moment. And and that's what we're anticipating from them is that they're probably going to sit in deep against us. 
Final one, are you going to uh, put these supporters out of the misery and get up automatically this season? Or are we going to have uh, plenty of more twists and turns and, and enter- entertainment on the way? Well, listen, like football is football and there is always twists and turns and it would be fantastic if we went and won every single game this season and we went up and we won the league by March and we're all getting hammered for the last few weeks this season. That would be, that would be class. I would absolutely love that. But you know as well as I do, as any football fan does, that football doesn't work like that. That's, that's not the way football is. Football's not perfect. Lads are going to make mistakes. You know, it doesn't. It just doesn't go like even your Man City. You know, they're going to drop points at home. You know, they they got beat twice off Brighton last year. You know, you're not going to win every week. It would be lovely if it was nice and quiet and we just sort of slowly snuck our way into the top three. That'd be great. Obviously, the aim is to finish in the top three. That's where we want to be. We don't want to be messing around in playoffs again this year. But you know, it's not it's not easy. Football isn't easy, and League Two football certainly isn't easy. And you know, we're a massive club, and for me, we're the biggest club in this division. But that doesn't necessarily give you any right to walk this league or, or any league. So, yeah, just I think fans can just rest assured that we do everything we can. You know, lads try their best. I truly believe lads give everything they can for the cause. And, and you know, we will be where we deserve to be coming in the season. The league table doesn't lie. Harry, good luck at the weekend and thank you very much. Thank you. So that was Harry Lewis and Jason McEwen is still with us. Jason, will speak about Harry Lewis shortly. But what about the last week as a Bradford City supporter. A win against Colchester, 2-1, coming from behind. Then in midweek, a 1-1 draw at Stockport. We'll start with the three points against Colchester. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, much-needed victory. I think after the obviously the opening day league defeat to Crawley, um, which came as a bit of a surprise, it's all you know quite a lot of pressure going into that game, really, you know, City's season going. And when you're 1-0 down early doors at home, just coming to half-time, that's, that's a real testing moment, I think, really. And it could have gone quite wrong at that point. So to get the equaliser when they did was great. To get in front of the second half was great. And to see how that win was really, really important. Performance-wise, maybe not the greatest performance, um, which I know has been a little bit of a theme of the Mark Hughes era. But I think more than anything, just getting off that mark and just making sure that that tension that was rising was certainly there has, has now gone away um, uh, to an extent. And the season's up and running. And that's really, really important. And to win at home... When our home record last season was very average, that's a really good sign as well and uh, hopefully the first of many. Harry Lewis made a mistake in, in the Colchester game, um, but he admitted to me when I spoke to him earlier that he has a personal mentor. What are your thoughts on that information and what does it say about him as a professional, do you think? Yeah, I mean, that's great to hear. And I, and I think it, it, I think it's something that will obviously help him massively and he'll, he'll obviously talk about that and what that means for him. The big thing with Harry Lewis is, you know, he's... Signed for Grab City just over a year ago, having barely played any football for four years, having only started less than 40 league games of his whole career before coming to Bradford City. It's then interesting, was isn't it? It's quite interesting. Yeah, it is. and I talked about it, it today. Is. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, expect to come here, be number one, play week in, week out. There was always that fear of he might be a very good goalkeeper, but that's asking a lot of someone who's never done that before and hasn't played for so long. And, you know, for most of last season, he confounded that. He was absolutely superb and had a great season. Slight, maybe did perform towards the end, a little bit noticeable. And really does. In this season, maybe a couple of mistakes there. You're thinking, mm, you know, and obviously that the transfer thing as well over the summer, speculation going away. I think it's good to have that sort of someone you can rely on and talk to who's been there, done it. I presume his mentor is someone who probably has been an ex-goalkeeper or something like that. Uh, to rely on them. When you're having those mistakes and those difficult moments, someone that you, can, you can call upon for that help there because it's natural that someone like him who has had relatively little experience is going to have those moments that are quite tough and, and testing and it's getting through those points. I've seen many a goalkeeper over the years that 
can make a mistake and then suddenly six months of terrible form and the confidence just goes, the judgment, they just can't get things right. It, it can happen so often. And the great thing about Harry Lewis is he's, he's bounced back very quickly, played very well at Tuesday at Stockport and has just got that character about him, I think, where he's, he's, he's able to shake shake off those kind of moments and move on very quickly. And that would be because of the advice that he's getting from other people. I must admit, I was uh, very impressed with, with how he sort of explained things, how he conducted himself and, and, and the preparation and his, his attention to detail. He's very aware as well. And the club certainly means a lot to him. I'm, I'm sure people who, who are started listening to this podcast are still here now and will have heard that earlier on in this edition. Um, I think we've seen some good character from the team this week. I'm just, I guess, a new watcher of, of Bradford City, but going behind against Colchester and, and winning the game and then against Stockport, losing the lead, but then going on to create probably the better chances, the penalty, of course, Andy Cook then had a, a one-on-one at, at the end. Are you happy with the early season progress? I think there's some, some encouraging signs there. Um, we've, we've tried to change things up a little bit, which I think is a good thing because we saw the limitations of the approach last season. It was gem- effective to a point and it obviously got us in the playoffs, but didn't really get any further than that. And when you're looking at the division and what, what's changing and more competition coming in and, and the fact we're no longer the big spenders or you know anywhere near the big spenders really, makes you think we've got to do something a little bit different. And we look like we're doing that this, this, this pre-season and into season so far in terms of the formation and the tactics. And although you can see issues there at times and it's not quite fully clicking at this moment in time, you can also see the promise about it as well. And, and the, the intent and the thought behind it is one I think you can get behind. Because I think we are trying to be a bit more attack-minded. We are trying to be more front foot. And you could level up perhaps last season that they were a bit too conservative, that a bit too cautious, a bit too many players behind the ball, not taking enough risks. That seems to be changing a little bit now. So you're just hoping it can, it can come off. There are definitely concerns, I think, still. Um, we played well in patches on Tuesday night, but then we had to, you know, after we went in front, sat back a little bit too much. Defensively, some question marks about the the, free, the back three and a real issue, I think, at left wing back at this moment in time where we haven't really got a specialist to play in that position. And if you're going to play a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3 with wing backs, you absolutely need people who know that position really well got good energy and an ability to, to make that role work which we haven't got at the moment so it's a, bit, a little bit mixed but I think all in all I do feel quite encouraged um, obviously me and you went to the game on, on Tuesday together and we had a conversation way back and I felt quite upbeat really by what I'd seen as points at Stockport is not a bad result albeit they're in a difficult position but they are a team you would expect to be up there and showed on the day their quality and I think it is as Mark Hughes said I think it's one you'll probably look back on and think that was a decent point and I think I agree, actually. I think it is a good point in the in the grand scheme of things because there were times, particularly in that second half, where it appeared that the uh, home support were almost sucking the ball in the net past Lewis. Yeah, I think it's like you you, you talked about really when it got to one all. You you know they've been having a lot of pressure stop point in that second half, and when they get the equaliser, you think you know we're going to be hanging on here just to to get something. And we've I've been here many times before, even at Stockport, I've, I've seen us wonder up and losing. Um, you know they, that crowd is, is fantastic, at Edgeley Park. That 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 end they're attacking towards, you really feared for it, and the fact that we recovered so well and had good chances at the end. That was quite encouraging, I think. Um, and it just showed, you know, against a team like that, we've gone, gone toe-to-toe very well with them and then we've shown some good mental strength in there. Yes, you can be critical about certain aspects of the game, I completely get that, and, and and absolutely rightly so. But all in all, I think there's there's some real spirit in there. And I think it comes back to the, the leadership of Mark Hughes, which has always been never getting too carried away, never getting too low with the lows, never panicking, 
but also never getting too high with the highs. And therefore, there's that mental strength within the team to, to come to come back and to keep going, which is good to see. And there's been no panic since the Crawley game when it would have been very easy for everyone to think, crikey, that we're in trouble here. Yeah, I think so. And and we're going to come on to, to a couple of things Hugh said next. Well, actually, before we do that, let's hear what he said earlier today to me and I quizzed him on Andy Cook and, and, and his form. Yeah, I think people can see that we're, we're creating more chances and um, we're getting in good areas and, and Andy will eventually benefit from that. At the moment, he's, he hasn't quite got on the score sheet, but I said after the game, I have no worries whatsoever in terms of Andy and goal scoring. He, he's going to get decent totals like he always does. Uh, the key from our point of view is we needed to get other guys involved as well in terms of goal scoring and that's what we're doing. I mean, Alex Patterson started re- remarkably well in his career here and uh, we're delighted with what he's bringing to the party. Clark Adore scored at the weekend, so different guys are, uh, are scoring goals for us and that was uh, the order of the day. That's what we wanted to see this year. Uh, not, obviously, listen, we don't care who scores as long as somebody scores, but uh, obviously a lot of the opportunities last year fell to Andy just because that's how we set up. Um, a lot of the time he was in the box and getting on the end of things and everything that fell to him and he was able to dispatch her without many thought maybe a little bit of his issue at the moment he's probably overthinking a few of his opportunities and, and when you're one-on-one I think pick those out when you're one-on-one sometimes you have a little bit too much time to think and uh, Andy's an instinctive finisher when balls come in he just sees the ball and gets his strikes up so well uh, he'll get back to that very soon and the chances that we create will replicate that and enable him to do that. So we heard from Mark Hughes there, Jason, who doesn't sound too concerned. Are you? Um, I probably wasn't too concerned until that last minute when he went through on goal and made such a mess of things. And the two couple of heavy touches, the keeper made a, made a very comfortable save in the end and his whole body language did not look great. And he just started to think, you know what? There's a bit of a confidence issue there potentially, and I don't know if the penalty incident was a trigger for that because, up in, you know, he played well in the game and it's been forgotten really. But he, a brilliant assist for Patterson's goal, absolutely really fantastic good. play, and he's got I think three assists already this season. So I don't think anyone could really say with a straight face that Cookie's not contributing this season, even though he hasn't got a goal yet. But we know he needs those goals. We know that's what he's about, and I think that moment of missing that penalty when it was, when it was all set up for him to be the hero and win the game maybe just affects him a little bit. And I think that closing stages, just seeing what, how he took that chance and where it went wrong, just made me think that, yeah, there's maybe it's preying on his mind a little bit now. And that is a concern because having watched Andy Cook since he signed for us in January 2021, he's, a, he's an exceptional player. He's been brilliant for us over the last few years, but he is prone to those bouts of confidence not quite being there and maybe going a little bit in room without goal and, and can struggle for form at that point there. He is a player, I think as Hughes has said many times, needs that confidence um, and he's only going to get that by scoring and probably is overthinking it as Hughes says at the moment in time and I think it's just, a, you know, he just needs a goal, doesn't he really? A nice tapping at Morecambe, set himself up, get that feeling of scoring a goal and it will all click again. But the, the longer that goes on, the more you just worry a little bit for the player um, and his confidence. One man who is confident is, is Alex Patterson. He's certainly the man in form. Are you surprised at how well he's doing? Yeah, very surprised. Um, I mean, you could see when we signed him in the, during the summer and you looked at his profile, you looked at the stats at Harrogate and you looked obviously what was missing at Bradford City last season and you just thought, 
that's a really clever piece of business. You know, the right age, good experience at this level, so you know he's going to come in and, and, and be able to be good from there. Um, and just like I say, missing that number 10 where we didn't have last season that was contributing goals. So it looked good on paper, but we've been here before many times when things <laughs> look great and they don't work out that way. But he's just settled in so well, and I just really like the the way he conducts himself on, on the pitch. He's got good leadership skills. He's helping other people around him. He's very intelligent the positions he's taking up, the timing of his runs into the box, the way he's playing off the striker. Loads of it just really much there to like, really. And, and he's obviously a really good finisher as well as his goals against Colchester, especially in Accrington, proven. So really encouraging that because when you do, like I say, you go back to last season, what was missing was a lack of goals outside Andy Cook. We now have a player here who is on track to get double figures quite comfortably this season, and that could be massive for us as we go in, as, we, as the season goes along. And I was impressed as well, Jason, in the last couple of games that I've seen of his sort of work off the ball as well. When City aren't in possession, when they're defending that unit, that it starts from the front, as Harry Lewis has touched upon that pressing from from Andy Cook, and it works back in, and Patterson is a big part of that, and he's he's very intelligent footballer. Um, it's how Hughes described him to me as well. 19 clean sheets for Harry Lewis last season, um, which is impressive in any league. Have you seen enough, though, from the existing defence to suggest that they can help him get that kind of number again? I, I, I think it's uh, you could see in pre-season that we are not going to be a team that, that is so, so as good defensively as we were last season because we're taking more risk, because we're trying to play a bit higher at the park, because the defence is more exposed because we're not playing two holding midfielders like we have been doing, or three holding midfielders as, as Hughes did at times last season as well. So you could see straight away that there was no way we were going to be as good defensively and we're giving up some of that solidity so that we can be good attacking-wise and be more effective there. So I think it's unrealistic to expect Harry Lewis to get anywhere near those kind of numbers uh, this time around. Um, we are going to see more goals, but I think there's still that element of we do need to be tighter still. You know, it's great to talk about you know the entertainers, let's win 4-3 and that sort of stuff. I'll take that all day long, I'm sure most City fans would. But I think at the moment their concern is that defensively we are looking vulnerable at times, in one-to-one situations especially. I thought there's a lot of good defending at Stockport and it's probably been forgotten a bit a little bit as well. A yeah. lot of balls into the box dealt with really well, some really good last-ditch blocks. We didn't give away that many clear-cut chances over the 90 minutes. But I think sometimes when you're seeing the defenders one-on-one against a striker or someone with pace, you're a little bit worried. There's, there's a few too many mistakes there. Kieran Kelly, I think, has shown glimpses of what he can do, but at the moment has a rawness about where he's making mistakes. And he's playing alongside, on the left side, not an actual left uh, left wing back, which is also helping uh, causing problems as well. So I think if you're any opposition manager at the moment and you're watching Bradford City's games before you're playing them, you're looking at that left-hand side and going, that is the place to target because there's a little bit of a weakness there. So hopefully as the season goes on, we'll get better in that position. But I don't think we'll be talking about those kind of numbers for Harry Lewis. Derek Adams, the former Bradford City manager, then he's in charge of Saturday's opponent, Morecambe. Is there a chance he might be up for this one, Jason? What what <laughs> what can we expect? Yeah, there's, there's definitely some needle there. Um, he left Bradford City under bit of a cloud really with a really sour relationship with supporters by the end very hostile towards each other really I think there was no disguising that Derek Adams did not think a lot of Bradford City supporters and there was certainly no disguising that we did not think a lot of him really so it was quite a, a bitter ending um, he, he left quite quickly really you know having signed a three-year contract having left Morecambe he certainly wouldn't have been expected to only last barely six months 
but it just wasn't working. It just was not a good relationship, and the football club just felt so grey and soulless when he was manager. So I'm sure from his point of view, he will absolutely think he's got a point to prove, and he would love to get one over Bradford City. And I think for our for our point of view, you know, we'd like to see him suffer a little bit, to be fair, because he's not a popular person around these parts of Valley Parade. Um, I think you can have respect for him and what he's done. You know, certainly at certain clubs, he's been absolutely fantastic, and Morecambe fans probably think very differently towards him than we do in terms of success there. But I think at a football club like Bradford City, which is very emotional, which has got a very passionate fan base, which expects certain things, and certainly at this level is expecting us to be quite dominant and to beat teams quite easily, the type of football that Derek Adams plays just was never going to work, really. Go on, Jason Farney, a prediction ahead of Saturday. So a couple of weeks ago, I'd have been predicting the comfortable win for City because I think... <laughs> You know, well, obviously we're confident what we can do, but Morecambe going into the season, you thought they're in trouble here because ownership problems, real difficulties with recruitment, lost a lot of really good players. And getting tipped by quite a few pundits to for a double relegation. And right. you can see kind of why that might be, bearing in mind the off-the-field turmoil they've got. But they've won one home game and drawn the other game against um, two good teams as well. Not drawing Notts County midweek, that's... You know, not Scouts haven't quite got going, I don't think it's fair to say yet, but that's that's a good result though, isn't it? So you do fear this is probably a harder game maybe than than it looked a couple of weeks ago. Having said that, I think we can be confident of going there and, and if we could put on a decent show then you know it should be the victories there for us to have really and there's certainly nothing to fear there. So hopefully having seen the positives of the last couple of games and the things we've done very well, I'm just hoping we can continue that form on Saturday and, and hopefully we can sneak it. A couple of goals hopefully with one of them from Andy Cook would be nice. Fingers crossed for that, Jason. Jason, great to have you again, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Um, thank you for your company this week as well. And um, yeah, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, Jason. So thanks again to Jason McEwen, Mark Hughes, Harry Lewis, and you, the listeners. If you haven't already, please share where you can and join us next week for the latest instalment of a season with Bradford City. Until then, 